in my Bible, the heading for this chapter, Revelation chapter 3, this first section of it, and this is to the seven churches, part of the seven letters to seven churches. This is the last three here. It says the dead church. And here's why it says, To the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things says he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. Now imagine God telling you your church is dead. Everybody thinks you're alive, you've got a great reputation for life, and lots of stuff happening, full program, lots of activities, lots of committees, and you know, different prayer groups and so on. But he says you're dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. What he's saying is, is that everything you're doing is going to die. It's, it's ready to die. It's all dead. You can refurbish the church, remix things, change <clears throat> meeting times around, call it different things, change the name of your church, paint the whole place, get a new sound system put in, get smoke machines, you name it. It's dead. It's all about death. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die, for I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember therefore how you have received and heard, hold fast and repent, and so on. You can read the rest yourself, Revelation chapter 3 from verse 1. He says the church of Sardis is a dead church. Now when we look at a lot of interpretations and commentaries from people, scholars and so on, we look at the seven churches of Asia, they were seven literal, if you like, physical bodies of believers. But they also represent epochs or different eras or different expressions, I would say, of church throughout the ages. And a lot of scholars will tell you this, um, that the Church of Sardis is believed to be the modern church. Now, by modern, I don't mean the last 50 years or, you know, even from the start of the 20th, 20th century. The modern church... It uh, refers to the, the modern age, which began in the Reformation time. So the modern church is about five 600 years old. Okay, so scholars will say that the Sardis church represents the post-Reformation church, the church that came in at the Reformation and we've had up to this day. Now, I'm, I'm not naming these denominations to attack them, I'm just saying the church that you and I maybe grew up in, an apostolic church, uh, you know, Pentecostal church, charismatic, evangelical, Baptist, Reformed, Brethren, all that. All the different churches that we know that we grew up in are the modern church, the evangelical church, the, you know, uh, all of these things. That, and some, some of them are liberal churches, but they're probably more aligned with Laodicea, of course, which is later on in the chapter. But sandwiched between Sardis and Laodicea is the faithful church in my Bible, which is the church in Philadelphia. Uh, and I want to begin a very short message here, uh, sort of a, a series of short messages, what I'm trying to say. I want to um, have a series of little short messages, I don't want to make them too long, looking at Philadelphia and transitioning from Sardis to Philadelphia. Okay, because the modern church is Sardis, so we all sort of came out of that, most of us came out of that. I don't think Philadelphia has fully been manifest in the earth. It's, it's for a long time, it's been, you know, emerging. But 
I think it's still fully to emerge. And I believe that's what we're stepping into uh, in, in the body of Christ right now. And there are a lot of different things, a lot of things I don't want to get into right now that will shock you about Philadelphia. You know, it's, I'm not going to get into that in this message. I don't know if I'll get into it in future messages, but we will be talking about Philadelphia. Philadelphia, of course, means the love of the brothers. That's what Philadelphia means. These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. The Philadelphia church is associated with the key of David, which is, of course, the government, the governance that we have, the function of governance and government that we walk in as believers. And, of course, the key of David, there are two scriptural mentions. One is in Isaiah 22 uh, that speaks about God's judgment on um, Shebna, the treasurer, the, the bean counter, the, the mercenary, the hireling. That was the king's chamberlain, and he was to be replaced by Eliakim. And what I believe is, a, it's the same thing God's saying here. Sardis must be replaced by Philadelphia. You see, Sardis is not the church of the love of the brothers. A lot of people talk about, you know, loving your brothers. But a lot of people don't practice it. They talk it. And if, nobody's going to turn around and say, I don't love my brothers. <laughs> In Christ, I, I couldn't care less. No one's going to say that. But a lot of people live their lives that way. Um, so what we're looking at here is transitioning to Philadelphia. And we're going to look at that in this series of messages. I want to get into it. Uh, so important, so vital. Because, you know, we ought to be people that say, Lord, I want to be a Philadelphia saint. I want to be somebody who has the key of David. If you don't love your brothers, you can't function in the key of David. And um, he talks about open doors. I've said before, an open door, no one can shut it. You have a little strength. You've kept my word. You've not denied my name. And then he says, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you. God is going to take people who I believe are entrenched Sardis saints who don't love the brothers. Who it's all about being a Pharisee. It's all about um, being a judgmental, critical person. God is going to um, make those people aware that they don't have that love of the brothers, but you do, and you're his chosen ones. Okay? Now, let me just say this to you. It's not about respect of persons. God does not respect persons. But what he has is a remnant. What God has is the right way of doing church, the right way of following him. And a lot of people veer off into dead ends of religion and all that, but God is going to make it abundantly clear in the days that are coming that Sardis just ain't going to function anymore. Sardis is no longer operational. It's going to be that way. The COVID thing got us into that a little bit, um, but people still think they can go back to being Sardis. It ain't going to happen. It just won't happen. It's not a sustainable, um, you know, option. So we're going to look at that. We're going to see how Paul, sorry, John, the Apostle John, he wrote this stuff here in Revelation, and he had revelation, an amazing revelation about the love of God. You know, it's said about John, some people believe that John uh, never died or spent, took an awful long time to die because he was so saturated with the consciousness of the love of God, the love of Jesus, walking in love. We couldn't kill him. 
because love made them indestructible. But um, we're going to look at how John identifies what being, um, if you like, uh, a Sardis saint, how that is deadly to the church. It's deadly, of course, to people that walk in that uh, spirit of not loving the brothers, not loving the brothers and the sisters. Okay? He says, you know, whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother needs, shuts up his heart from him. How does the love of God abide in him? You know, that's, that's strong stuff. Um, so, you know, John wrote a lot about this, about being uh, the difference between true children. Uh, he said, and look what he says. He says this. I don't want to get into this too deep. I'm going to really save it till next time. But he says, he that's in the light hates his brother is in darkness. And we're going to see how abiding in darkness is abiding in death. And abiding in death is abiding in sadness. Okay, we're going to look, we'll pick that up next time. These are just short little messages, really to whet your appetite to get into this as a study and to determine in your heart that you are going to be a Philadelphia saint and love the brothers truly and authentically. Till next time, the Lord bless you.